0: Same, 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 podcast. podcast. Maniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and last night I sat down with our pal Mike Gordon and we did a little Dragon Con recap. We talked about uh, some highlights, uh, basically just whatever came to mind in the conversation, like Mike would mention a thing and I'd be like, oh, I have here 's a thing I have that relates to that thing. What about this? What about that? And we just kind of rambled for a while, which uh, i'm not going to lie. I think it's pretty enjoyable when we do that and I think you guys are going to dig it uh, obviously Dragon con two thousand and eighteen is in the bag all done greatest Dragon con ever uh, we We discuss our feelings about it in the episode, so i'm not going to bother with that. But today is Thursday, I go back to work tomorrow night at 5 and work all weekend, which stinks because uh, the new Spider-Man game for PS4 comes out tomorrow, and why didn't it come out Tuesday? Sony, uh, or Activision, or whoever the crap is making the thing, Uh, wouldn't that have been nice to have that to do for the last three days here? But uh, it comes out tomorrow, which means my son's going to get home from school, and play it a good portion of the weekend and I'm going to be at work thinking about playing it and I won't probably really get to mess with it until Monday uh, when I get up but that's okay because I've had a nice long stretch of time off after Dragon Con I've been able to get a lot of stuff done which is great the site needlessthingspodcast.com is changing I'm doing some streamlining I am moving to I, I'm Finally, dumping Blogger, there's just too much mess. And what that means is I'm probably dumping the whole site. Uh, I All of that stuff, I'm very proud of it. But at the same time, there's just so much there, uh, so many broken links, so much terrible formatting because of the way Blogger works. Uh, pictures because I, I didn't know what I was doing the whole time. And honestly, I you know, I, I'm not sure I can make the claim that even now I totally know what I'm doing. but just uh, half the pictures are on photobucket, half of them are on Google. Uh, some stuff doesn't link, some stuff does. It, it's It's just too onerous a task to go and fix that 10 years of content. And looking at traffic, You know, we get some hits every now and then, but I feel like it's important to focus on going moving forward, keeping everything tight and clean and navigable. So I don't know that I'll ever mess with that content. Uh, Maybe I'll do some kind of archive thing. I I don't know. But going forward, the site will still be NeedlessThingsPodcast.com. It's not ready yet, so don't try going there today. But there will be a relaunch and you will see a difference in how things are. Uh, the, the, for now, the podcast is still available on Podbean. Uh, if you go to Podbean and look for Needless Things, you will find it. Uh, as a matter of fact, this episode is going to be linked on Facebook and everywhere else through our Podbean uh, host for the first time ever. So you'll be able to find, al- always you'll be able to find the podcast there. Uh, And and it's as you know, it's linked from there to NeedlessThingsPodcast.com, the website, which has more content than just the podcast. And uh, we're going to figure out exactly what that content is going to be over the course of the next couple of weeks. But I do plan to have Beth's first DragonCon recap available this coming Tuesday, uh, September the 11th, I believe it is. And then Wednesday, in theory... I should have uh my normal previews thing up but like I said in a different format and a different place that should be more appealing to you guys but the the site address will be the same as long as everything goes smoothly which ha ha ha, ha oh ha ha I crack myself up Okay real quick I want to mention a couple of things that Mike and I may not have gotten to well didn't get to while we were talking uh, and that's three of the panels that I was on that were great successes and I'm very proud of that just didn't, didn't uh, correlate to the conversation we were having. The 1988 panel was tremendous. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a very different set of panelists from who I normally have, and it was absolutely great. It is recorded. It will be up As a needless things podcast episode, possibly for next week's episode, I I think that's going to be my plan right now. Uh, Unless I go with the Ric Flair and Sting panel. I I just right before I recorded this introduction, I just finished checking the audio for all of my panels, and it's all good. Everything I recorded, no issues this year. Even the horror track, uh, the Halloween panel for the horror track the air conditioning noise was at a bare minimum it's still present but it's nothing like it used to be Uh, the video games panel the the video game character hall of fame uh, we had a blast doing that one everybody was on point we brought some great stuff the audience had fun and I think you'll be surprised at the winner uh, that was declared the greatest video game character of all time Uh, weird And then finally, the G.I. Joe panel with Jim Beard, who was kind enough to bring me in for the Joy of Joe book, uh, was really cool. We shared some great stories. I really liked all of those guys. I had a good time with them. It's the first time I've been on a panel with Michael French from Retro Blasting, and I like talking to that guy. I'm going to see if I can't get them on the show in the future, maybe for like a special holiday episode. I think that would be really cool. But uh, all three of those panels were great. All the panels that, that I was part of, were just delightful. I had such a good time all weekend long. Uh it, it really was just absolutely wonderful as as my Dragon Con equity continues to grow, things just get more and more exciting every year. I love being there. I, the weekend was absolutely amazing all the way through. I was responsible the whole time and uh Learned that if I stick to whiskey, I'm a okay. <laughs> Which I don't know. If, I don't know if that's really the best lesson to take away from Dragon Con. But uh, well, okay. If I stick to whiskey, and if I eat healthy and maintain my walking schedule uh, for six weeks to uh, six to eight weeks, however long I, I, it was that I got back on track with it prior to Dragon Con then everything is fine. And tomorrow I will be getting up before work and resuming my walks. Yes, I've been lazy. I've taken a few days off, but I got to tell you, I think I did, I did enough walking over Dragon Con weekend to make up for, for taking like three days and just being a lazy shit. So there you go. Uh, you guys i think it's just time i think it's time to talk to our pal mike gordon and and relive the wonderfulness that was dragon con 2018 uh i hope everyone had a great weekend regardless of whether you were at dragon con or not i hope you're heading into another wonderful weekend and you know look look ahead look ahead to the things you have looked look forward to i know post con dep- depression is very much a thing. Uh, I'm not feeling it right now, but it's because I'm already planning ahead to some stuff that's coming up in October, and that's what you got to do. Just keep your eyes towards the future and uh, always keep moving ahead, you guys, because there's great stuff coming. You you just have to look forward to it and plan for it and uh, let let it be all, always a, a forward moving thing dragon con's done now it's time to look forward to the next great thing and if you don't have an next great thing find one make one uh, do it yourself uh, that's that's what I've had to do and it's working for me so here we go let's talk to mike Gordon <laughs> 18 people who like the Dirty Dirty Con Con Game Game Show show haven't heard from me in a while. (laughs) Okay. I wonder why. That's what Facebook tells me. (laughs) I guess I need to... Like, I I keep getting notifications from that Oh, did you make a page for that? Oh, yeah. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for knowing that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry that I don't
1: have everything that you're involved in cataloged in there's, my
0: system. There's so much, I know. Uh, well, yeah, I just,
1: yeah. yeah, well, I figured, you know, I mean, I guess I could see that because, I mean, I do, like, you know, uh, event pages, but not, like, its own page, but, yeah. Well, because could... the, the intent
0: had been to eventually to right, to... travel.
1: Right, right. And
0: uh, I think maybe with this new one, we might actually be able to achieve that
1: so good it was so fun
0: i like hearing that you guys knocked it out of the out the fuck out of the park whoa mike gordon opening with an f-bomb well now <laughs> now we have to consider this started because <laughs> i i want that in the episode <laughs> i'll repeat it i don't care who knows it We'll uh we'll have we'll have some chit chat when we're done recording i guess we're 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 gonna consider this a go
1: well, yeah, as 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 much as I can go right now cause, whew, oh, dude. It's yeah. a, it, when they say it's a marathon not a sprint, man, it's it's brutal. It's more like it's not even a marathon. It's, it's more
0: like a tough man competition. It's both. It's a marathon and a sprint. <laughs> yeah, that's well put. Yeah, because you, I, I mean, that's what. Uh, whenever I posted the thing about being forty-two and thank you for you know whatever, it, I was just aching. Uh, I guess it was Monday. I don't think it was yesterday. I think it was Monday night. Maybe it was yesterday, but I I was just like, like it all caught up with me and I have to like, I I feel better now than I did. I guess it was yesterday, but all day I was just getting up real slow, like kind (laughs) of creaking around. Yeah. I mean, uh, let me tell you,
1: this was my 25th in a row.
0: That's what I was going to ask in a row.
1: Yeah, in a row. Um, I haven't. I went to my first one in '94, and I haven't. Uh, it's inconceivable to me not to go to one. Like it just. Sure. You know, I know. I get it. I get. There's reasons for not doing it. I understand them completely. But uh, they're not, for me personally. It's my favorite thing to do, uh, all year round. Um, and uh, it, but it it is tough. It doesn't get any easier. The twenty fifth time—that's uh, for sure—and um, uh, you know it, it gets, yeah. It just—it doesn't get any easier, but it's still so worthwhile. Still, so worthwhile. And I, I, you know, I still wish I could do more. It's over so fast, and then you know the door sl- slams shut on you, and you go back to reality, and and it's just a, a brutal awakening. Um, uh, back into the real world.
0: So let me. I I actually got to see you a couple of times this year, which I was very. That happy was about. I, that was pretty amazing. Yes, I, yes. I, I I was able to seek you out, uh, once, and then I saw you at the game show. Uh, which by by the way, I, I thank you. I, I'm very very happy that you and Bobby came out for that.
1: No, I, it was something that I I. You know, I, I felt bad that I had missed the other ones—the uh, dirty, dirty con, con game, game show, shows—because um, well, I you've know you've got
0: a reputation to uphold. You can't be seen at such things. <laughs> no, I—that's
1: yeah, right. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Your future
0: um, political career could be in danger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, no, that's yeah, that's that's that was done years ago, um, and. Uh, but yeah, it just didn't work out. But this time, I was like, well, what's stopping me? Like, I just couldn't... There was nothing that I had. So I'm like, well, I will make it a priority then and, uh, and then plan around it. Um, and so I did. And I uh, got there a little early, and, uh, which is always unusual for Dragon Con, to get someplace early. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got to see you guys put some stuff together, which was cool. The excitement was building. And then seeing it, it's just amazing now did you guys record it at all like is there is there a way to for people who weren't there to witness uh the glory and then
0: get excited for the next one no uh and i do wish i I talked to a photographer that had done one of the older game shows and kind of thought he was going to be there and i guess it didn't work out which it's dragon con i understand uh it's perfect and, and for we on TV, really, though. We really didn't, uh, you know, since this was technically the first time we were doing this show, uh, the format was different. We were handling things differently. So I don't think any of us felt like, well, this is the one we need to record. You know what I mean? Uh, it, yeah, it, but... We should have in retrospect. Was
1: so, I was going to say, it just means that well, you know the saying, "Always be recording," right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so you do want to have a record of it at the very least. Uh, but you know, it does. It makes it that much more special that I was there to see it. then. because, uh, but you know, from my own sake, as I'm getting older, the memory is getting more shot. So I probably won't remember it in a couple years. So, <laughs> but that's not on nothing on you. <laughs> it's just more like. I I would love to revisit it, you know, um, at some point, because it was it was a blast. And and uh, yeah, I not that I had any concerns, but I was just interested in how the challenge of this same team, pretty roughly speaking, but the same team putting on something that was, you know, accessible in PG-13. And and like I said, just perfect for Dragon Con TV. I can't believe that. That's not something that they would want to include as as part of the streaming service, because I think, I think it would be great I mean, for people who weren't there as well.
0: I, I wouldn't be surprised if next year that uh, possibly happens. Uh, this year, I, I think there was very much a let's wait and see what this is. Sure, uh, sure. As opposed to... Cause, you know. <laughs> Probably for you, too. Uh, yeah, I
1: don't know what yeah, this yeah, is going to
0: yeah. be. Because like, yeah. you don't know what's going to work and what's not going to work. And and Um, and and I'll I'll toot toot our collective horns here and say uh, apparently it all worked.
1: I think it did. I don't think there was. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty incredible too. I mean, you had what four segments? Yeah, four game segments. Four game segments, and they were all they were all winners. And they could have because you're using you know you're you don't know who your cast of characters is going to be up there. uh, They could have gone.
0: Any of them could have gone either way yeah i mean everybody's timing we had such a big cast and crew but everybody's timing was on point uh as far as the audience you know the for the past four i think we did the dirty show four years and all four years we had a line outside and they had to turn people away and this year we didn't have that like 9 they they let 9:30 they let in uh disabilities people with disabilities uh 9:45 they opened the doors and everybody came in and the room wasn't full which is the first time it's happened uh so I was a little concerned but by the time we started the show the room was packed and there were people standing in the back so that was great but the big difference here And once again, having a packed house is this time the whole house was, uh, into it. In the past, we've done that dance party bit. Like that's one of our bits, but everybody got up. Even the back rows got up and were involved and like, uh, yelling and, and chanting along and doing everything. Like we, we've never engaged an entire room that successfully. So I, I'm I'm very proud, and I, I hope that uh, next year, you know, leave us leave us in the same ballroom next year. Uh, that's fine since since we didn't because uh, this this is the second year we've been in that ballroom. Okay. Uh, so next year, leave us in there again. That's fine. Let the line build up again. I, I think there will be word of mouth the way there was with the Dirty Show, and we'll turn people away again. And then maybe the year after that, uh, we'll be somewhere even bigger where the house lights work. <laughs> <laughs> but we I mean That's we had a blast
1: very, and I'm I'm very very proud. As well you should be. I mean everybody, you know, uh put uh, a fine effort and uh it was and I am not, you know, 25 years I've been going and that is a a con highlight for me to be sure not only this year but uh throughout the half um well the quarter century that I've been going. Quarter century, holy cow. <laughs> I know. Oof. I know. It's a big slap in the face to me too. <laughs> well, so here, here's here's the thing that's mind boggling about that. Twenty five I've been going to DragonCon twenty five like this is my twenty fifth, right? So I've been going for twenty five years. Yeah. Uh, I think we can make that assumption. Um mm-hmm. and I'm turning fifty this year, so I've been going to DragonCon half my life. Wow, half of your life is Dragon. Yeah, I've reached Con. that that yeah. That's and it's and it's a beautiful thing. Like I said, I I love it. I love it. Are there bumps and bruises? Yes, there are. Boy, ooh, yes. Uh, does everything go perfectly? Nope, not a chance. But um, so much good stuff. So much good stuff. And I was worried about this year. I really was. Uh, there was uh, some things that made this year potentially so a year that I that could be could not be uh, it could go either way. And uh, I'm glad to say that by Monday, I was uh,
0: I was feeling the spirit. You know that's. I, I'm glad you mentioned bumps and bruises because there are a couple of things that uh, I wanted to mention about my first couple of days down there. It's funny. I, I several mishaps occurred. I don't know if you saw my Facebook post about a, a series of ridiculous mishaps or not, but I, I had. The, well, the first thing that happened. I get down there, and I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, did you spend a whole lot of time in the Hilton? Uh,
1: I did not. I spent a little bit of time there on Sunday, um, and of course, well, I was there uh, Friday night because uh, I had, uh, you know, I was at Trader Vic's. Um, sure, so sure. I was there a little bit, um,
0: but not a lot. Well, the the Hilton is that's where I stay. I've been staying there for eight. Years, maybe that's wow. Nice. And here, I thought you were a Sheraton guy. No, I stayed the I stayed at the Sheraton one year and I swore I would never do it again because it's <laughs> it's too uh, the Sheraton adds half an hour, it just does. Yeah, you're right. Um, so no, I, I am a Hilton guy. I would love to be a Marriott guy purely to just be more central because the Hilton. Uh, is of course the furthest point away from the Weston, where I do some of my programming with the horror track, <laughs> but uh, it I, I tend to be able to make my way around all right, and I really do love the Hilton, but I get down there and they have convert or added on or converted i don 't know what they've done, but there are apartments there now that are part of the Hilton, so they've blocked off. Portions of the parking garage that used to be available to the hotel that are for the apartments. So I get down there Thursday morning and go down my normal way into the parking garage, and the only level I can seem to get to is level three, and it's full. Well, this one of the parking attendants as I'm leaving, and I and I said, "Are is are there less parking spots? How is there nowhere for me to park right now?" I feel like there was more parking garage, and she said, oh, "Are you here with DragonCon?" I said, "Yeah." And she said, "Oh, we've got we've got some spots for you." I said, "Okay, great." She said, "Back up, follow me over here." So she turns me over to this little—it's a little lot with maybe 30 spaces—and I was a little dubious about it, but the attendant's putting me there. It's not like it was some rando on the street saying, "No, DragonCon parks over there, buddy." Like, this was an official lady, so I pulled in, I parked, uh, I went up and checked in. Check-in took a little bit longer than I was expecting, because this was before noon. and uh, But that's just, the Hilton, I love it, S- especially this year with the Jurassic Hilton, or Hilton World, or whatever they were calling it. Right uh, with the dinosaurs. Yeah, they seem to be
1: even more in the spirit.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. They. I mean, they had dinosaurs all over the place. They had DJs playing most of the time. Uh, the lobby was great. We we hung out in the lobby a lot this year, um, and just danced and stuff. Uh, it was it was a they, they put a lot of effort into making it a destination, and, and I have a feeling their their liquor sales are going to reflect that because uh, I mean that's why you do it. You know, they've, they've already got – the reservations are made. The rooms are paid for. So the only reason to doll it up like that is you want people to come party and spend their money on booze, you know? Yeah, good point. Um, So I go inside, I check in, and it just so happens that my buddy, our head of research, Ryan Schweck, is sort of hanging around, and he's like, hey, man, you want me to help you unload your car? I was like, that would be great. Uh, So, because I don't like waiting for the bellhops. I need to get my shit done. I I don't, like, I I load in myself. It's two trips usually, depending on how much stuff I've got, but usually two trips. And I'd rather just go up and down twice than than wait, because I can probably get it done myself faster than waiting for somebody to bring a cart. Uh, So Ryan goes down with me. And we get everything loaded. I've got one of those rolling carts that I put all the tubs for the game show and like just extra stuff on. I've got everything all bungeed up, my cooler's sitting on top, it's all wrapped up. Uh and a late a different parking attendant lady walks over and says, Sir, sir, do you have a parking pass for DragonCon? And I pull out the thing they gave me at the front desk. And it's it says put this in your windshield if you're with Dragon Con or whatever. And she's like, no, not that one. Uh, this is for VIP. So basically, what she's saying is, is this for actual guests. Like Nathan Fillion would be able to park in that lot, but not Dave West. Oh jeez. Uh, despite the fact that we've pooped in the same room together. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, I said, can we can we just unload, and then I'll come right back and move it. And she said that was fine so that actually it it worked out because i i had a spot i was able to unload and we took everything up to the room i get to the door i put my key on the little new key sensor thing like it's not slots anymore it's just a sensor and nothing happens no red light no nothing they gave me three keys i tried all three of them and nothing is working so there's a maid fortunately cleaning the room across the hall I turned around and I said, Can you uh, call somebody or something because our our key's not working here? And security got up there in probably like two minutes, if that, the guy opened it up, let us in, replaced the battery, and he was like, I'm so sorry about this, I'm so sorry. And Ryan's up there with me the whole time, just like, Oh man, this is terrible. Like, you know, you gotta stand here and wait. I was like, you know what? No. This is great. I am turning this inconvenience into a positive because you know what? If that battery had waited like 30 hours to go dead and I was here at 2 o'clock in the morning on Saturday with my key not working, that would be a bad Mm. scene. Yes. So now I've got a fresh battery. I don't have to worry about this the whole rest of the weekend. And, man, he, he whipped that thing out fast. Like it was, again, less than two minutes he had the battery replaced the key was working and he was gone so put everything in the room go back down to the car that i have to move because the place that i parked is not okay and the same lady walks over and she's like i'm i'm sorry i know this is a pain and i told her i was like no this is this is fine you guys have been super nice about it this is no big deal where do i go and she gave me this little back route to get down to the fifth level she said go straight to level 5 there shouldn't be anybody down there yet you, you'll you have your pick of level 5, just go that way, don't go that way. So I go a couple of turns down, sure enough, level 5 is almost empty. I park literally right beside the elevator. Get out, get the rest of my stuff, go up to the room, I'm good. Like, it was all a big pain in the butt, but at the same time, the result was better than it would have been if everything had gone smoothly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, And then the one other bump that I hit, uh, Thursday, I had to be very responsible because my first panel at all of DragonCon was 10 a.m. on Friday. Uh, And it's a big one. It's a big one. Sting, (laughs) Lita, and the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Only three Hall of Famers. Easily the biggest event I have ever been responsible for in my life. Like, I mean, that's it. I can't think of anything else. Now, granted, the game show is more directly on me, but this is, like, three people whose lives I couldn't even imagine living. A whole ballroom full of Dragon Con attendees. there for most of them, probably their first panel of Dragon Con. Like, I'm setting the tone for... <laughs> hundreds of people's weekends mike gordon yeah man no so, pressure uh i i had to i had to go to bed at a certain time i had to not drink yeah you know, only drink so much uh, i had to get up at 8 a.m. because you you can't like there's no fucking around at dragon con you've got to you've got to have time to get to the panel you've got to have time to talk to your guests beforehand uh You've got it like, you can't mess around. So I, I had to give myself two hours between when I woke up and when that panel was supposed to start to account for breakfast, shower, getting dressed, any unexpected events that might occur. Like, I couldn't mess around. So Thursday night, uh, and, I, and I'll talk a little bit about Thursday night after uh, in a bit, but this, I have to get to my mishap. Uh, I was responsible. I only drank a little bit. I was in bed by 1, got up at 7.30, went into the bathroom to take a shower, and I have no shower curtain. Oh. Huh. Like, it's it's not there's not one at all. No shower curtain. <laughs> and I'm freaking out because you know how long it can take for somebody to get up to the room to take care of something like that. Absolutely. Uh, I called the front desk and I said, look, I, I've... I have to be walking out of this room by nine o'clock and i don't have a shower curtain and if I take a you know how hotel sh- uh, how hotel showers are, if I had taken a shower in there without the shower curtain, the room would have flooded yes i'm six foot four that shower head's aimed at my nipples basically like there's gonna be water everywhere everywhere uh so I call down and again like lightning fast within two minutes somebody's knocking on the door he's like i'm so sorry about this sir that sometimes rooms get overlooked it's really weird i was like yeah in in all the years i've been staying in hotels this has never happened what an odd one he's like i'm so sorry i'm gonna get taken care of bim bang pulls the rod down gets the curtain on you're all set sir i i wasn't even done with my breakfast by the time he had that shower curtain installed so yeah yeah it worked out um, and I learned something. Because I've always wondered why are hotel shower curtains fabric? It doesn't make any sense. Because fabric doesn't stop water. Like, it still dribbles down all over the floor. It's still a big mess. But it's because they wash them, like with the towels and everything. Right. I, I never had thought about that before. But that's why it was gone, as they took it down, they washed it, and they just forgot. Got to put one back in the room, makes sense. So I I learned something new. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> that was those were my mishaps that I, I wanted to get out of the way here. Um, what I wanted to ask you about, I Friday, Oz and I had a little bit of free time, and we first thing I wanted to do was go to Artist Alley and see you, check out the new scenes, see, see who was in there personally. I loved the way that everything was arranged in America's Mart this year. How did you feel about it?
1: Yeah, I like the new setup. I like the uh, the fact that we've got a floor art all to ourselves. Even our panels are right there on, on the same floor. Um, I think it's great. Um, I think, you know, this is the first year, so I think maybe it took a little bit of time for some people to find us. I did run across a few people that... Uh, uh, one of two things: either they they didn't know where we were, or um, they didn't want to wait in line to get in the building, and that was pretty much the case because uh, there will be a line on Saturday and now Sunday to get into America's Mart, um, and uh, so those two things will will frustrate you know the average person and even people I knew people who definitely wanted to come uh, and and visit, but they were not willing to wait twenty minutes in line outside. Uh, so that that is something that I think DragonCon might have to look at at some point. But um, but the idea of us having that entire floor, um, the vibe was great. Um, everything. I, I yeah, I, I talked to a few vendors that were not happy. A few artists, I should say, that were not happy uh, because of the placement that they were in or the lack of uh, folks. Um, but. Uh, we did really well. I did really well. Um, so, uh, and I know a number of other people who did. And I talked to some of the other creators, like uh, Jill Thompson, who hasn't been. Uh, the last time she was at Dragon Con, she came with Neil Gaiman. That was in 90, I probably that was the first year I went to Dragon Con. So it's been it's oh been twenty five years. Yeah, it's been twenty five years for me. But it's been twenty five years since she's been to Dragon Con. And uh, I asked her uh, about it, we talked about it, and she said, I love the vibe of this place, this is, this is exceptional, it's unlike a lot of shows that I go to, and I, I want to come back. Oh, that's and, great. Uh, yeah, uh, I thought that was really touching. Um, and, you know, um, we there was a lot of um, questions about uh, our area, you know, and and the comic track, or you know, the comic programming, the comic and artist pop art uh, pop art alley. Uh, don't call it just regular artist alley. Ooh, don't do that uh, because oh, the, the art the artists will get the artists that are in the the Hyatt will. They, they take umbrage to that. Uh, I found that out a few times over the weekend.
0: Oh, um, wait. That's right. I, I And I, I hate to even say this because they'll probably take umbrage to this too. I forgot those guys were still in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, so if you say, I'm in Artist Alley, there was a few times where I got corrected by someone who was like, ahem, no, Artist Alley is in the Hyatt. I'm oh. like, okay, I gotcha. um, So... Uh, we are in the Comics and Pop Artist Alley, um, and uh, like I said, there was a little bit of concern. I mean, obviously, um, you know, with us losing our fearless leader, Tom Trainer uh, a month or so ago, um, you know, we all wondered what it was going to be like, and uh, there was a lot of us who, you know, there was a... There was a feeling of sadness because we missed him and we missed his presence but uh, his physical presence but I got to tell you his spirit was there and his legacy lives on the when I think about you know even 10 years ago what the comic area was like in Dragon Con and what it is now it is a testament to him that it is it really is like all the other tracks, a convention in and of itself. And a good, decent convention. Like, if you just want to do comics and want to go to a good comic convention, you can now come to Dragon Con and have a great
0: comic convention experience. Yeah, and that's what it felt like on the fourth floor. It felt like a... Well, first of all, it felt like a destination to me. Uh, it felt like something special... And it, and less like, and look, I loved that room in the Hyatt. Uh, I always loved visiting there, but it did sort of have a feeling of being, well, everybody jam in here. It's it's your space, comic pop artists. Uh, I'll use the proper terminology there. <laughs> uh, there. There's your space, comic pop artists. Do the best you can with it. Whereas now. Like you said, it felt like a comic convention unto itself. It felt like something special. I loved being in... It had its own atmosphere that felt... I mean, it's part of Dragon Con, but it was at the same time a little distinct from Dragon Con. Uh, I I really dug it, and to me, the people that are going to come there are, are going to find their way there. I, I, I don't think that... Same thing with the dealers. I don't think that it being in America's Mart, which, look, at this point, uh, is not really that far removed. I mean, we're talking about from the Weston to the Sheraton and everything in between. So America's Mart, I mean, it's part of that loop. Uh, yeah, Building 2 is a little further back, and I did find some of the limitations that they put on access a little confounding. Uh, like you said, that line to get in was was a little discouraging to me, and it moved very, very quickly. Don't get me wrong. But I I can see where people would walk up and see that line because it was wrapped around the building at one time when I walked it's, up.
1: Yeah, it's pretty intimidating.
0: And Yeah, I, I can see looking at that, and even if it is moving, thinking, you know what, I don't want to spend my next two hours – Doing this, let's go find something else to do right, because there i mean if you do one thing at Dragon con, you miss eight really cool things and that's and that's exactly right and the cool like uh, unfortunately, for the dealer's room i'm I'm not including the comic and pop artists uh, alley in this, but for the dealers room, a large percentage of what you might see in there is available online. so when you create blocks. To shopping that stuff, it becomes much easier nowadays to say, "Well, I can skip that and go do something that I can't experience anywhere else.":
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. so um, so yeah, we've, we did a, a you know they, look the, the folks that have taken over, uh, in particular, uh, Jamie and uh, Tony and Jamie Jones uh, and all the volunteers. Uh, that have taken over, I mean they didn 't really miss a step, I mean yes tom wasn 't there, but you, there wasn 't like huge big issues because of that. you know I mean it was if anything, it was people preserving his legacy. They had a nice memorial to him, a couple of them actually uh multiple ones actually i shouldn 't say that it was he was he was a thought of um all weekend and and I thought for a long time, I thought well you know i, I can 't very well call this. Even going into it I can't call this my best dragon con ever because'm I'm, I'm missing uh, a very important figure in my life um, so it's gonna be difficult for me to to um, label this as the best dragon con yeah. ever yeah yeah but I will say uh, maybe as a cheat uh, by the time I left there on Monday I have strong feelings that there, it was one of the best ever it uh, it, it, it I had some really magical moments over the course of the weekend and um that i could only get a dragon con.
0: it was the best under the circumstances
1: sure sure yeah we'll go with that um so i yeah i i thought yes that was an important part of the weekend and and uh you know the, the first time when they moved us over to america's mart it was kind of rough but the next year after that i think it was my best dragon con ever so uh i i you know this move did it cost us some folks sure but I get the feeling that you know next year they'll they'll work around those things, they'll adjust, and I have I have hope that it'll be even better. My
0: guess uh, as far as the way that they restricted access, because usually there's several different ways you can get to the dealer's room, and over the course of the weekend they basically blocked most of them off except for that front entrance. My guess is that they didn't have enough volunteers to man as many entrances as are available? Because um, I-, I think it was actually for two reasons. Oh, okay. Uh, what I was told
1: was... Uh, the prevailing opinion was that it was because of safety reasons because of what happened in Tallahassee. Oh, okay,
0: was um, That sure. there was, a, there was sure. more
1: of a security presence this year at DragonCon than had ever been there before. And and I did see that a little bit. Um, I don't think anybody's ever scanned ultralight scanned my badge before walking in the Walk of Fame before. Before entering the Walk of Fame before. Oh wow So that was that was a thing that they did this year. And I think they wanted to control everybody. they wanted to control traffic and safety and, and, and safety was a concern, so that's why they they uh, cut off a lot of the Tunnels that were going from the Weston and from Building One to Building Two, and okay. yes, that caused some issues. I was not a fan of that because I really one of the reasons why I chose to stay at the Weston was because I was like, "Oh, we can just roll out a bit and go in the tunnel, and boom, right. we're there." Right. Um. And uh. And you could still do that to an extent, but it was a little trickier, and you had to go by multiple security points. So it wasn't because of lack of volunteers, because there were volunteers and security like all over the place uh, as far as uh um getting through there goes but i think they just wanted to have one uh controllable um entrance and and exit point for people to go uh, to go in and out
0: of uh, that makes a lot of sense i understand that yeah but yeah i i liked it over there i dug it what uh what what did you what were you able to get out aside from the game show what were you able to get out and do or were you even all that concerned about well I, sure, surely you had a couple of eso panels this year right uh, i
1: had four panels this year okay. um, uh, one of them was i can't you know i have to do at least one panel in the american sci-fi classics track room yes have to cuz that is uh, that's as much dragon con to me as anything else that happens at dragon con um and uh so uh that was on friday night uh um we did a and it was one of the silliest it it was a perfect example of what goes on there because it was one of the silliest panels that i've ever been part of uh the the concept was hey we've got a lot of michaels that contribute to this track and these panels over the years let's get them all on one one panel and and have a panel of mike and michelle's and we will roll a dice um and 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 discuss the the most famous or many of the michaels and michelle's in (laughs) sci-fi fantasy uh, history so and so that's what we did and it was a blast it was totally ridiculous but yet absolutely fun and uh like i said a, a, a like that's what goes on in that room and uh, I was I was happy to be part of it. it was uh, I was proud to be named Michael um, and participate in that. It was great. And so we did that on Friday. Uh, I didn't have any panels on Saturday. On Sunday, I had the uh, panel that I have brought to DragonCon, which I'm very proud of, which is The Art of Tiki. Yes. We've done it now three years in a row. So we had it at 11.30 on Sunday in the comics room. So um, And that had a great turnout. Wasn't as big of a turnout as last year, but I think part of the reason was we were at the new space and people were getting acclimated. The other part of it is that we were at, it was at eleven thirty. Not a lot of people who drink tiki drinks and rum drinks get up that early.
0: Um, yeah, and
1: that. then also that uh, Shag wasn't there. Shag is a like a really big figure, especially among uh, the tiki community. So without him, it was kind of like oh well, who are these people? So um but we had a great panel i put together a great panel of folks and we had a great time and uh the turnout was pretty positive we recorded it so hopefully i'll i'll be um, releasing that on on video on my youtube channel pretty soon Uh, like i said i'm pretty proud of it and as far as i'm concerned we're going to continue to do more of those uh i talked to the folks uh you know tony and them and i'm hoping that we'll continue it'll be an annual tradition
0: I, I'm in agreement, though, that if it was an early evening panel, it might be, might be a little more solid. Yeah, uh,
1: and uh, we'll, we'll try to work with that, I think. Um, the problem is, is that, that that building has to close at 7. Ah. So, um, you know, because you can't, for security purposes and with the vendors and everybody leaving their stuff in there, you can't do anything after hours in that building. I got you. Um, so building two is shut down at seven. got to get out of there. Um, so it would have to be, like, you know, something around, like, maybe five or, or something. I don't know. I'll talk to them about it. But um, but it, like I said, I mean, time regardless, uh, we, we had a good turnout. And uh, after that, I uh, raced over to the Hilton uh, because I had my uh, Earth Station Who panel where we talked all about the uh, 12th Doctor, the era of uh, the Peter Capaldi years, which is fitting uh, because he was there. Unfortunately, uh, he did not uh, see fit to pop into our panel (laughs) uh, like he did with a few others. Uh, But, you know, still, it was cool. Um, And then on Monday... I moderated a state of the comics industry panel, had a bunch of folks on it that were uh, talking about uh, just uh, you know how things are these days as far as getting into comics and, and uh, uh, you know whether it's, um, whether it's a worthy endeavor, um, uh, that kind of thing. And it was uh, that was great fun, and I, I felt you know very cool to very honored I moderated it last year, but last year we didn't have a good turnout in terms of panelists because it is Monday afternoon. Yeah, but this year everybody showed up, so I was like, "Whoa, we've got like eight people on this panel. We need more chairs." So uh, we kind of overbooked because last year nobody, like hardly anybody showed up. So, but there was people in the audience, and they were they were cool with asking all sorts of questions, and it was a great time. And I and I like being part of the comic community that way. I like being uh like interacting with my uh fellow uh indie artists and professionals just uh on that level um it it's it's uh gratifying so so really uh, even though i only had 4 um you know i've talked to many people who have multiple ones uh it i like it because it allows me time to be at my table and, and interact with uh, fans of my work as well as uh, pick up newbies, you know, new folks, and uh, and, and and pitch them my, my my wares, so to speak. So I really like the the flexibility of that. I, like Friday and Saturday, I spent almost, yeah pretty much all day at my table, and I loved it.
0: Well, and that's you've got responsibilities. You you've you've got to do your thing.
1: Well, when you put it like that, it sounds like work.
0: <laughs> well, no, to me <laughs> responsibilities can be fun. No, no, I get you. Absolutely. Where do we go from here, Mike Gordon?
1: Well, um what about you? So, I know that uh your panels um like a, you know, you had the uh the Hall of Fame panel which I'm I'm I, I, I know you better, but I'm going to just hope and pray that nothing happened and that uh, these recordings are intact and will be released at some point because I am because I spent all my time at my table. Uh, I am dying to hear uh, your panels, certainly the, uh, the one with the Hall of Famers, although I understand Lita didn't show up for that one. And, uh, um, and then, of course, your one-on-one with the uh, nature boy, Ric Flair.
0: I, I have not. I, I had my trusty new voice recorder with me, <clears throat> and it it ran for almost every panel I was on, which, by the way, Mike Gordon and listeners, uh, I am currently making notes about things to discuss off air. I hope that you are all doing the same. That's all I'm going to say there. Uh, so I recorded most of the panels that I was on. And it, it it held up all weekend long. Everything was great, but I have not listened to anything back yet because you know how different rooms can be. Oh, um yeah. I, I I don't know what kind of quality I got for anything yet. So I'm going to sit down, go through all of them, but I, I recorded uh, Friday morning was the one that was scheduled to be uh, Sting, Lita, and Ric Flair and here's so i get there like 9:30 i'm doing great and it's a huge ballroom uh this is the hyatt regency 6 and 7 ballroom big space uh i get there i go backstage i'm hanging out i'm drinking water i i don't really get nervous before things that I do, I've talked about this before. Um, I I don't I don't I don't know what it is in my brain that allows me to feel comfortable with these sorts of things, but I, I don't I don't get nervous, but I do get very excited. So I'm just kind of I'm doing my pacing. I'm I'm waiting for everybody to show up, and I this is not my first rodeo so i get with tech ops i introduce myself because moderating panels like this is very different from showing up to a track room and hanging out with your friends you know like right right there, there's a different set of etiquette they're different responsibilities so i get there as early as i can get there i introduce myself to tech ops i introduce myself to whoever's setting the room uh I make sure there's water on the table. Uh, you know, there's there's stuff that I feel it's up to me to do. And I, you know, I talk to everyone. I learn everyone's name. Uh, now, granted, I say that at this point, I do not remember any of that. But at the time, I was on, <laughs> uh, and we we had this uh, one guy who was there for both of the wrestling panels that I did. Uh, real, uh, he had red hair, red beard. Uh, just on top of it, like communication wise, he was on top of letting me know what was going on, where everybody was. so at nine fifty, I have no wrestlers <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I very calmly because the same thing happened last year with my cane panel uh, they you know everybody gets stuck in traffic. I don't know how often celebrity panels get started on time, but in my personal dealings with the wrestling industry over the past decade, I can tell you it's no surprise to me that panels featuring professional wrestlers never start on time. Uh, It's just the nature of the business. So at 9.50, I go over to the the, uh, gentleman in charge of the room. Actually, I do remember his name, Tom. Uh, was in charge of the room, and he was absolutely fantastic. And I said, so here's what we're going to do. At 10 o'clock, if we have no wrestlers, I will go up on stage, and I will say, hey, everybody, you know, we all know what stuck in traffic means. Ha, 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 big laugh. Uh, So just give us a few more minutes, and I'll have three Hall of Famers up on stage. Because at this point, I did not know Lita wasn't showing up. Uh, so sure enough, 10 o'clock, we have no wrestlers. I went up on stage, ha, 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 blah, blah, blah. Went back down, waited a few more minutes, and I said, and I had told Tom before, if we don't have anybody by 10.15, and he said, ha, ha, let's hope we'll have them here by 10.15, ha, ha, ha. And I said, okay, I agree with you, but if they're not here by 10.15, I'll go up on stage and I'll share my Ric Flair story and then tell everybody to please, be you know, thank you for your patience, basically. Ten fifteen comes around, we have no wrestlers. Or no, actually, I'm sorry. At ten, after I went up because I had already been told they were on their way. Like, granted, three times now, but I had been told they were on their way. So I figured by the time I'm done with my Ric Flair story, uh, they'll be here, and I'll just have. I won't get any time with them beforehand. I'll just introduce them, bring them up on stage, and we'll go. Which is what I had to do with Kane. Uh, the, for the first panel, because last year I had Kane first and then I had Kane and steamboat on Sunday. So, All had, right. so, uh, I was like, this will just be the same thing. I'm, I, I look again, blowing my own horn here, but I'm very good at what I do. So I, I was not sweating this. I knew I'd be able to handle it. I had plenty of notes about all three of them, and I had a number of, pl- of ways, because here's the thing, is you're talking about Ric Flair and Sting and Lita, and it's the three of those, it's kind of hard to make connections for all right. three of them, because you have to keep them all involved in the conversation for an hour. So I, I had figured out ways to tie their careers together and to have topics that all three of them could contribute equally to and not just Hasting hey, and Flair. What was it like wrestling each other a thousand times, you know? Right. So I was you know, I was prepared. I was comfortable. So I go up on stage, I tell my Ric Flair story, no wrestlers. I said, Ladies and gentlemen, they're almost here. Thank you for your patience. We'll be right back. I go back off the stage because I, I made the decision I'm not going to sit on stage by myself in front of people that are waiting for famous people anymore yeah, that's because that's, that's, not, that's not giving them what they want. Like Whether yeah. I'm up on stage or not, they're still waiting. So there's no point in me being up there. Uh, so finally, Sting and Flair arrive. Uh, and and they the guy that manages them on their appearances is like, all right, are we ready? I said yes. My name's Dave. It's it's a pleasure to meet you, gentlemen. I'm I'm honored to be moderating this. They both shook my hand. Uh, and Sting said, wait, wait, aren't we waiting for Amy? And the guy was like, Amy's not coming. Okay, well, that only changes the entire plan I had for the panel. <laughs> But that's okay, because you know what would have been worse is if it had just been Sting and Lita or just Ric Flair and Lita. <laughs> right. So, and and here is, this is my honest opinion, and I don't know if I should say this or not, but I'm going to say it. Lita should have had her own panel. It should have been modded by a female. It yes. should have been about the women's movement in wrestling from her era to now, and that that's a thing that should have happened. There, there should have been a focus on her. Now, Absolutely. maybe she doesn't really do panels like that. Maybe she signed up for Dragon Con, and because she's a guest, they stuck her on a panel, and she's like, nah, I don't really do that stuff. I don't know what the story is. I just know that she wasn't there. So, okay, we're good to go, And I, I and I thought i'm I conduct myself very professionally prior to these kinds of things. I don't ask for autographs I don't ask for pictures because we're we're there to get up on stage to do our job and to get off. But in this instance, <laughs> I said, You know what' We can take another 30 seconds. Do you guys mind if I get a picture with you? I actually said gentlemen. I didn't say guys. Do you gentlemen mind if I get a picture with you real quick? And they say, oh, please, please, come over, come over, come on, come on. So I got that picture that's now up on Facebook. It's a beautiful picture, too. It's, dude, it really is.
1: I mean, it, it looks like it was taken by a pro.
0: It, it's like, great. It, <laughs> uh, well, it was, I mean, the guy, it was, I can't remember what his name was, and I feel bad about that, but he, he was. he's the manager for, like the company that books them for these events, sure, sure. Uh, he was super nice. He was great the whole time, and uh, clearly he knows how to use it because that I've, I've I use a Galaxy S nine. It's a great, great camera phone, but if you don't know how to use it, like the guy at the Weird Al show didn't know how to use it, you can <laughs> you can really jack up a all picture. Right. But this guy knew what he was doing, and I appreciate that. So yeah, I got that beautiful picture, and I said, all right, and I asked him. I said. Okay, now who comes out first? And Sting is like, "Come on, I, I will come out first. And uh, or no, I said, "What what order are you coming out?" So we get up on stage, and you know, I don't, I know, we all know Ric Flair, we all we all know his foibles, we all know his talents, we all know him, we love him. When you go to see him on a panel, you know what you're going to get, but Sting is kind of an enigma as far as, like, Steve (laughs) Borden, the guy. Right. Uh, I didn't really know what I was going to get, and Flair did most of the talking, but Sting, every time he opened his mouth, he was hilarious. I mean, he popped the crowd every single thing he said. His first comment, Out of his mouth. And I've I've got this recorded. I hope the quality is good enough to post the entire panel. Uh, And fortunately, we we got up on stage about 20 after, and we were were allowed to go until either 10 after or quarter after. I can't remember which one they gave us, but they gave us some overtime. Uh, First thing out of Sting's mouth, we were talking about careers, and he says, well, I was in a feud with... No, he said, I was saved by RoboCop once, so my entire career is suspect. (laughs) First thing the guy says, the room went nuts. (laughs) And after that point, I would say the conversation was 80% Ric Flair, 20% Sting, but that 20% that Sting provided was just golden. I mean, that man is hilarious. After the panel is over... We walk off stage. They both thank me. Uh, Flair's fiance is there, and they're, they're kind of going ahead and doing their thing. Sting stops, turns around and puts his hand on my shoulder and says, hey, man, do you, like, how, how do you think that went? Did they like us? Like, <laughs> sincerely asking me how it went. And I was just like, you're Sting. It was great. Like you should know
1: when a, when a crowd goes over. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, it was so <laughs> funny. Uh, I, and again, maybe he hasn't done a whole lot of stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I, maybe not. I, I, I don't because I remember uh, in two thousand seven going to the TNA Bound for Glory. They had a big event here in Atlanta, and they had you know they had, the, they had the event, but then they also had a big meet and greet and a big signing. And Sting had just signed with the company, but he wasn't there. And the rumor going around was that he didn't want to take a, take attention away from all of the fresh talent in TNA. But then there was kind of an other rumor that he just didn't do a whole lot of that kind of stuff. Mm. So I don't know. But he man he was uh, he was very great. Both uh, Flair and Sting both were very very gracious, very nice to me, um, and having the opportunity to work with Ric Flair twice in the weekend. Uh, you know when, when on Sunday they were there on time. I got to get a picture with just the Nature Boy, and it was kind of funny because he's wearing this bright red jacket, and I was wearing a dark green jacket, and we kind of look like Christmas together. <laughs> uh, but he 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 was pleased that I was there. He was like, "Oh, hey, it's good to see you again, man. We, we you know let let's go do it." Uh, just my gosh, just the fact, the fact that I had. A conversation with these guys, like just for a couple of minutes, the f- uh, it just blows my mind. And then to to, to have sat at the table with them uh, while they're sharing their stories and man, Flair's uh, Rick Flair's panel from Sunday got very deep and emotional. Uh, he talked about Reed, which I oh, wow. yeah I I did not expect. I mean I I certainly was not going to broach that subject, but he talked about Reed uh, a good bit. And was I? I was sitting next to him, trying not to cry. It, it was. It's great, and I really hope the audio from that one is, is like more than more than any other panel from the weekend. Uh, I I hope that that one is good, and there's no reason it wouldn't be. Uh, it's possible that the audience questions will be a h- bit hard to pick up because sure. they were they were yeah, hard to hear not on my stage. Opinion, right, yeah, but uh, it, it was. Man, it, it was amazing. It was amazing. It what it, well, you you had mentioned this, you know, uh, being with, with an asterisk your your greatest Dragon Con ever. This was easily my greatest Dragon Con ever because every year I have kind of a lull. I'll hit a point where I'm kind of bummed out or some something something gets to me or I'm kind of like, Ugh, I'm just tired. Maybe I want to go home. I, I just something i I don't know every year i have a point where i'm not as up as i am the rest of the weekend this year that did not happen i i was delighted and excited all weekend long even even when the stuff was going wrong on thursday and friday uh i was just i was up i was positive i felt great man
1: I uh, I hit something on Sunday night where I was kind of like something feels off, and you know I didn't know. I was like, well, maybe it's because Tom's not here, or maybe it's because I'm just having an off year. Uh, Certainly, there was a couple of things that I wanted to have done, and on the table by DragonCon, it didn't happen. So I was kind of disappointed by that. Uh, Sales at that point were looking kind of mediocre, and I. Uh, and so I think on Sunday night I started to have a a moment where I was like, ooh, and this might, this might be, you know, not right up there as far as Dragon Con moments, but then, but on Monday, poof, Monday really, really turned it around, and, uh, um, uh, the one thing that happened on Monday, and, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and talk about it, um, the, uh, um, I, my nephew, uh, Aaron uh, draws a comic. It's called Super Cheese. We've got two issues uh, that I've published for him. Uh, he is 11, and uh, it is, does look like the work of a very creative 11-year-old. Um, and, uh, but it's great. you know. I, I, I like to encourage him. Uh, but I will say that I got kind of... Um, I was really disappointed that uh, when I was talking to him about a month ago over the summer... Uh, you know, I was like, "Oh, I got the second issue; it looks really great." I said, hey, "What do you? What's going on with the third issue?" He's like, "Well, I'm going to have to get new people to help me out on the third issue." And I'm like, "Oh, really? Why is that?" And he's like, "Because I guess it's not cool to do comics." And uh, so uh, the people, like a lot of people that had worked with him on the second one, just felt that it was not, not cool. So they ditched him, right? They, 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 uh, like, you know. And I, I was really kind of surprised by all that. I was like, "Wow, you know," I. Was, I was telling him well they don't sound very cool to me and he's like yeah they're not and everything he kind of shrugged it off but I'm like that that kind of stuff man that that kind of shit doesn't sit well with me I was uh, you know I um you know I got picked on and 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 bullied and uh, was was shunned for some of the things that I liked or didn't like and you know in, sure. in 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 back then and uh, and I honestly I mean, I know that bullying goes... I know that it goes on, uh, and all that kind of stuff. I'm not, uh, ignorant to all that, but I really kind of thought that comics were kind of cool now, you know? Like, especially with all the movies and everything like that. So, I was kind of surprised to hear and very disappointed to hear that that was not the case. And, uh, um and there was talk of aaron actually uh my sister uh, bringing my nephew to dragon con this year and he would be you know selling his book at the table and taking part in the convention and i was pretty excited for that for him for that that didn't work out uh so but i did have his books and i thought to myself well i am going to uh take the opportunity this weekend to bring his books to someone that i know that he is ad- he admires uh uh, the book has got, like I said, the comic's called Super Cheese, um, and um, I'm almost—I've never talked to him directly about this, but I am pretty sure that it's largely inspired by two things. One is um, Captain Underpants because he's a big fan of that—that uh, that book series—and the cartoon SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh yeah, and yeah. So, uh, so I—I uh, I was like, well, you know what? I'm gonna bring these books over to Tom Kenny and I'm gonna just give him oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna to give Tom uh my nephew's books and get an autograph for my cousin uh, for my nephew, uh, you know, and then we'll you know you know, we'll uh you know, I'll do that for him. And hopefully that'll be encouraging to him, you know, because of uh it'll balance out the the quote unquote cool kids, you know. Uh so uh he wasn't uh, Tom is has a very busy schedule. I, I I know he performed with his big band. Oh, I the hate weekend that well. I missed that. Me oh. too. Me too. Because uh, the more I heard about it, I do know people who were there and they said it was amazing. So uh, I hate that I missed it as well. And I went over to the Walk of Fame area on Sunday after my panel, uh, my Earth Station Who panel, and he was nowhere to be found. So. I was like, ah, and the last time he was at Dragon Con, I think he skipped out on Monday. Uh, he wasn't there on Monday if I remember correctly. So, cuz I wanted to meet him then too um, and 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 not for me really because I'm I like SpongeBob SquarePants, but I'm not a huge fan. I probably watched maybe
0: a handful of episodes. Um, so it's funny because th- thematically anyway, it seems like it would be right up your alley, but but Humor-wise, I, I'm more of a fan of Tom Kenny than I am of Spongebob Squarepants, if that
1: yeah. makes sense. Uh, I No, that makes perfect sense. And and I'm not saying I dislike it. I just haven't, you know, yeah. like, it ha- I haven't opened my world, you know, I haven't opened that door and just gone
0: right on in. Maybe, maybe we'll uh, do a commentary for one of the movies.
1: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I haven't even seen the movies. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so I was like, oh, man. So I made it a point on... Um, Monday morning, uh, to do it, to, like, I knew that he had it, I could see on his schedule, thank you, DragonCon app, I could see on his schedule that, uh, and if I had used the app, I could have known, I should have, I would have known that he wouldn't have been there when I was there on Saturday, because he had a panel, like, when I was there around four. Oh. So, I, if I had used the app, I could have been, saved myself some trouble, and, uh, but I wouldn't have met Lita then, so, um, uh, so I did get a chance to meet Amy myself, that was the first time I've done that, so... Uh, so that was a cool experience, but that that's another story, um, and not a very exciting one. Um, but uh, not nearly as exciting as I would hope. But I'm um, anyway, so uh, so anyway, on Monday I made it a point to go see Tom, and uh, I I caught him just as as uh, as he was leaving on Monday to do a photo. He was doing he was scheduled to do a photo thing. And that, because when I got there, the volunteers were in front of his table saying, no, no, he's not seeing anybody. And look, I don't, I don't pull out the, the, the guest thing that often. As a matter of fact, I don't, I don't believe in that. And I don't, that's not, I don't, there's guests and there's guests. And I know exactly where I fall in the order of things. Uh, But I, I did have a panel that I was supposed to moderate at one. And I was, and they're like, he's not going to be back until twelve twenty. And I'm like, oh, I said I just ran over from America's Mart. I got to go back there at one, and that's going to be kind of tight. And they, and uh, you know, I'm kind of holding my batch a little bit, you know, yeah, as I'm yeah, doing yeah. it. And uh, they're like, well, let me check to see if he has time, uh, just a minute or two. So I'm like, okay, thanks. So they check, he, and he waved me in. So and and I talked to I I I talked to Tom and I, and I say like, look, I. Uh, I've got these books that I wanted to give you, because my nephew wishes he could be here, but he wanted you to have these. Uh, These are his comic, and Tom went ballistic. He was so excited. Uh, He, I mean, legitimately, not just like, oh, these are cool, like, yeah, I mean, he was over the moon for these things, and he's like, I love reading comics from kids! They're so imaginative! They just don't know the rules that they're breaking, you know, like, they're just, they're just so full of uh, excitement, and Hey, he, you know, he loved the title Super Cheese, and he said, you know, when SpongeBob started, that uh, you know everybody thought he was cheese, like he was a block of cheese because he looks kind of like Swiss <laughs> cheese. You know? And he's like, these are great, and uh, you know, he, you know, he's happy to sign. Uh, the the um, uh, he had a like you know some pictures or whatever of SpongeBob and he signed one of those made it out to Aaron and like did all these st- like you know stuff on there like you know had had SpongeBob saying like uh, I heart super cheese you know and on, on and all that kind of stuff just like just just stuff that you know that that would encourage him encouraging yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. and and just you know genuine excitement and. Was such a super and sweet guy, and and I can't. That was a magical moment. It really was. I mean, I I expected like, oh yeah, that's be cool, you know, and a you know transaction to take place. But instead, I got magic. And after that, I was uh, kind of just on cloud nine. So happy for him. I sent the pictures right away because I took a picture of uh, Tom with the fo- with the the comics, and then as well as a picture of what he had signed sent that off to my nephew uh got a very excited text back um and i and i thought it was exciting and then i talked to my sister afterwards and she was like oh yeah he was running on that mom mom <laughs> Like like she was, she was really excited so um and tom said you know tom said you're a good uncle and i felt like a good uncle so um that was that was a really special moment for me and and i and i thank tom for doing that. that and it was you know that my monday was would, uh, got much better from there my con experience uh, we had sales uh, the panel was fine like it just was a great day and a great way to end it and the weekend so so i i love that you know dragon con has moments like that
0: yeah yeah there there's magic waiting to happen every day i mean absolutely and and yeah. it, interestingly my monday was pretty cool too because I normally and you can actually even see this if you well needless needless things is in a bit of a state of disarray right now uh something is happening something is changing more on that next week probably but I wrote in my uh needless things at DragonCon write-up uh, b- because so many of us were on panels this year uh, it wasn't just me, it was also Beth, it was also Nicole, uh, Ryan Cadaver, uh, like several of us ended up on panels for a couple of different tracks, and it was very exciting that, that we've, we've all had the opportunities that we had, uh, but as I wrote in, in my schedule write-up, uh, Monday, wake up, get the fuck out, because generally that's what I do, uh. I, you know, I I show up Thursday morning and I party my ass off for four days or, well, I say party my, I party slash work my ass off for four days. (laughs) Right. Uh, And then on Monday, I, I'm just, I'm ready to get back home to the family. Uh, You know, it's Labor Day, it's a holiday, so my son's out of school. I want to get back home and spend some time with him and just, just chill out. In general, I, I just don't do any programming or anything on Mondays. But... Oh, I,
1: I, I cling to Monday with everything I have.
0: I like I hold it on to the edge.
1: Like, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not leaving until, like, until the bell sounds and oh. says, get out of
0: here. Well, and I kind of get that now because this year uh, I paid the Hilton for a late checkout, which is 4 p.m., and Sunday night, even though I did my best, I, I stuck, I learned something. If I stick to whiskey all weekend, I'm okay. I didn't touch a beer. Uh I didn't touch any other liquors. I just drank whiskey all weekend. And uh I didn't have any bad mornings really. So Monday I woke up at like ten thirty or eleven. And, which for me is is early on a day that I don't have to go into my day job. I get or, it. Or oh, it's it's early on a day that I don't have to get on my uh, going my day job or a day that I'm not interviewing Ric Flair, <laughs> uh, which is a which is an admittedly rare occasion. Uh, but I got up and I had I don't know how much I can say about this. I I'll just say this: I had been hanging out with the puppetry track. Sunday night because that's what I do my my Sunday night now is devoted from 11 p.m. on to the puppetry track uh because I love Bo I love what they do I wish uh I wish there were two me's so that I could split one off and just be a part of that track all weekend I, I would volunteer for it I would sweep floors for them whatever uh but I have other things going on, but but Sunday night is for the puppetry track. So, uh, at 6 a.m., I'm walking back to my room after whatever goes on there, and I'm realizing there's nobody in the hotel right now. If I go ahead back to the room, pack everything, I can load out to my car in like half an hour or so. And be done and not be getting up and waiting on elevators and everything else. So I get back to my room. I packed everything up. I made two trips down to the car. I left the bare essentials in the room and uh, woke up at 10.30 or 11. Uh, ate a protein bar, and which, by the way, uh, the RX bar line of protein bars are great. Mm, good to know. They're very chewy. It will take you about ten minutes to eat one of them, <laughs> but they helped me out this weekend because i'm I can as as many people can i'm sure I can be very bad about eating and about nutrition at dragon con <sighs> so, so having those things helped me out a lot because generally what I do, I wake up in the morning and I make hot meal with the the hot water from the coffee machine hot, Did I say hot meal? I make oatmeal with the hot water from the coffee machine, I'll have oatmeal for breakfast because that it's quick, I can do it in the room, and I can go without worrying about going to, like, the food quarter somewhere. Uh, so when I woke up on Monday, I didn't have to load out. And a friend of mine was not able to make it to Dragon Con, but is a huge Overwatch fan. And Overwatch has this touring thing that they're doing where if you go and do a little video they give you a pen and it's a different pen for every convention and this convention or Dragon Con's pen happened to be my friend's favorite character so I was like you know what I'll run over to the dealer's room if I can do that thing in under an hour I'll do it and just then I'll go so I head over there, and then I get a message from Oz, uh, who who essentially at this point is my con wife. Like I think I spend more time with Oz <laughs> at DragonCon than anybody else. Uh, just I we we're very much on the same wavelength as far as what we want to do, when we want to do it, what we're in the mood for. Like we just we we really you know how you just click with oh, yeah. with people as far as like being out doing a thing uh so i i get a message from Oz, and he's like hey i just finished loading out i think i'm gonna head to the dealer's room what are you doing and i was like i'm in the dealer's room so i wait in line for this thing it doesn't take too terribly long i do my video i get my pen and then we kind of just wander around the dealer's room we went up to the artist alley but you weren't at your table um bill and Pete. i was with Tom top oh, yeah you, you might have been um, or
1: or I was at my yeah I was on my panel yeah Either you way. might
0: you might have been at your panel because by by this point it was probably like around one o'clock yeah my panel was at one. okay so yeah you were at your panel um, Bill and Peter were at the table and I was I while I was still at DragonCon I was still kind of in get the fuck out mode so I I wasn't talking to anybody I actually I actually walked past several people that I would have stopped and had conversations with on any other day of Dragon Con. But I was just like, no, I'm just, um, this is it. I'm making my last rounds and going. But, you know, I spent uh, a couple more hours there than I normally would have. And I got to say, next year, I might do Monday. Like, I might, I might plan if I can do the same deal, get everything loaded out. Uh, and just go out and, you know, stick around for a while on Monday. I, I, there was a, there was a cool vibe. I yeah, felt. Yeah, it's really relaxed. I mean, yeah. you,
1: every, one out of every 20 persons is in costume. Um, uh, there's, uh, but yeah, I mean, I stay till, till five, till they, till they boot us out of the artist alley. I'm sorry. The comic and pop comic artist,
0: and pop artists, please. Um,
1: and you know when they when they finally ring the bell, and that's and that's when we finally go okay. It's uh, it'll call it um, just because you know the rest of my life is so horrible. I don't want to jump back into it, <laughs> but uh, so I, I need who, to. Who I are you telling? <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, no, I just and plus, like any convention, if, if I'm vending, I will be there till the last minute. Yeah, so yeah. if you've got a, a couple of dollars you want to spend, I I will be there, you know. So I've done I've done more in the last hour at shows than I've done all weekend sometimes. Not not at Dragon Con in particular, but some shows. So um so yeah, we're there. Um but and most of the rest of the dealers I mean they start to pack up probably around, you know, new niche some of them, but but um It is a a nice time, and it's and and Monday there was no line to get into the building, so uh, as for America Smart, so uh, I would imagine that it was pretty accessible, you know.
0: Yeah, that that was a big difference too, as I was able to walk right in. That was and they were
1: and a lot of people were still there. I mean, Gail Simone was still there, Uh, Jill Thompson was still there. You know, there's a lot of like a lot of the bigger names stuck around on Monday. A lot of times they just they just leave. Uh, I did when I went over to see. uh tom i did notice that you know the walk of fame was pretty sparse uh that early i think it was around 11 and yeah that i was like whoa yeah a lot of a lot of celebrities you know aren't around for monday but uh but yeah there's there's stuff to be done and i you know i couldn't run into you know i ran into people still uh so there was still a lot of people hanging out and doing stuff so i was uh i i figure monday is part of it um isn't anything so that means that means every year I get home really late, um, and usually have to work on Tuesday. And you know, traditionally Tuesday for me is the worst. The Tuesday after Dragon Con is the worst day of the year for me.
0: Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I, I'll tell you this: part of the reason, because I, I have friends who are at Dragon Con to party. They, they, yeah? they cannot grasp why I would do all of the things that I do at DragonCon. But, for me, this is the fulfilling work that I do. Uh, you know, the the day job is not fulfilling. It Well, it fulfills my wallet, but <laughs> spir- spiritually and intellectually, uh, it, it's not fulfilling. So this, for me, is that. And also because I put so much work into it and because uh, it is a lot of hard work because I take I take doing panels, I take doing the game show, I take moderating very seriously. Uh, so when Dragon Con is over, I'll tell you this, for me, doing the things that I do now these past few years has taken some of the sting out of it being over. Because I, I'm, I'm satisfied and I'm relieved, like you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. I I've been running from place to place, you know, doing panels, making sure my notes are straight. Which, by the way, one of my proud moments from Dragon Con, I I when I'm moderating a panel and not just not not like just a a celebrity panel, but even a, a fan panel. When I'm the moderator, I have extensive notes because. You always need to have the next thing. Uh, you have to keep it going. You can't have dead space. So I always have lots and lots of notes to keep the conversation going, knowing that there are going to be different personalities, different viewpoints. I, I just try to prepare as best I can. I you know get... what I do?
1: <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, I'm like, man, I do not do that. Uh, I, I do not do that, even for the, the panels that are so important to me, like the the Art of Tiki panel. I, I don't and it's weird because um I I am I am introverted by nature. Um it's very difficult for me to do a lot of these things that I do. The only reason that I've been able to do them is just because of have uh, slowly but surely you know, slowly made progress on a lot of things. But um uh and I still you know, I don't get nervous like deathly nervous or like violently ill before panels, but I do get, I do get butterflies. But to me, that's just part of it. You need, you should have butterflies. If you're not, then that means you don't give a shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, but I've always found that if I do get stumped or if I'm like, "Ooh, I don't know what to, where to go," like I do a lot of thinking about it, a lot of thinking. Like, I do a lot of thinking about, like, okay, where, you know, what questions can I ask, da-da-da-da-da. But I really like the idea, the, sort of like when I podcast, of allowing the conversation to go where it will go um, and not to kill those moments. And I also want to make sure that it's not just me up there talking. So I, I – I, I, because when, I'm, when I – used to 10 panels, I used to hate seeing – especially fan panels – where the the panelists would just talk and talk and talk and and it just didn't seem very it wasn't interactive it wasn't a lot of fun it was just a bunch of people you know like talking about stuff that some of them might have had some expertise in but for the most part they were just spouting their opinions which right or wrong were not as interesting as you know uh, that as they could be for an hour right so um I encourage discussion. I encourage questions. So if I get like where I'm, like I don't know what to do next, I just shoot it to the audience, and I'm like, "Does anybody have a question?" And then so
0: that's 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 my that's my go-to. I uh, I generally like to have specific points to bring up. Now I I don't use the notes as much, but they're there to make sure everything keeps going. Yeah. Uh, yeah and, I get and it. as and as far as shooting it to the audience, uh we'll just say that's going to be part of my uh off the record conversation that we're going to have when we're done recording here. Oh, I'm not saying it always works to my favor
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I at least want to give them the opportunity to get to step up to the plate sure, sure. they uh, don't always hit home runs. Uh, and I love everybody who comes to the panels. I am certainly not mocking anybody. No, but no. sometimes it's uh, yeah, like you're, yeah. Sometimes it's like, oh, that's unfortunate. It's
0: easier. Of, it's it's easier to manage the people behind the table than it is yes. the people on the other side of the table. That is true.
1: Although I've had this weekend, I had some exceptions to that. Yeah, um, that,
0: that that'll be our post recording conversation. <laughs> yes, yes, it will. Uh, but anyway, I I I am prepared. Uh, it's not that I'm going to run down a list of bullet points of what we're going to talk about, but I have certain facts, certain things I want to bring up, sure. and
1: you know. And if I, I, was I
0: was in a position where I was, you know, on stage
1: interviewing someone of like Ric Flair's caliber, you're damn right, I would have notes.
0: Yeah, you just you you don't want to get up there and have any dead space, which is something I see. Uh, particularly in fan panels i'll see that uh moment where the whole table is just looking at each other and i i don't like that i don't want that but i show up to the halloween panel that i'm moderating for the horror track on sunday night i pull out my folder with everything in it for some reason my halloween notes are gone Oh. And I had to do the and and look this. I love John Carpenter. I love Halloween. I was very excited about this panel. It was my only panel for the horror track this year, um, just because of how the lineup worked out. Uh, so I, th- it was very important to me for this to be a, a great panel, and I was excited about uh, the panelists that I was was on it with. So I, I opened a folder up. My notes are gone, and we did a great job. Uh, anyway, i still we we still did a great panel, and, and a lot of that is is due to the fellow panelists I had up there who were all great. Uh, which you'll definitely be able to hear that episode in the coming weeks on Needless Things. Yeah, I don't know if you,
1: I think you know this, but I don't know if you're aware of this. But I did actually catch the end of your '88 panel. Oh, did you? No, 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 I didn't know that yep i was uh because i think the, the that was on friday right yeah that was friday yeah, at 7 that was right before uh the panel of mike's and michelle's oh, and all that. so okay okay we arrived again That's a weird thing i arrived a little early so i was like hey and now what's what's going on here and i'm like oh this is dave's panel one of dave's panels so i will go in and enjoy that so i saw about the last i don't know 10 15 minutes
0: of that. okay cool cool yeah that, and one, that was I'm, fun i'm very proud of that one too uh yes for the for the panelists that i assembled for it I I was quite pleased. Yes. Uh, So, as we wrap this thing up, are there any moments that stood out to you? I'm holding
1: on. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, Did you did you learn anything new this year? Hmm.
1: Good question. Uh, I learned that I really like the Weston. I agree with you. My favorite hotel to stay at, uh, and unfortunately, it was sold out this morning. So I don't think I'll be there next oh, year. Oh wow! Yeah, it already went up and gone. This, uh, so we tried to get in this uh, this morning, and it didn't happen. So we'll have to try to figure out what what we're going to do. But I did enjoy that. Um, I what did I? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I obviously, I I really need to. Um, You know, I I try uh, to have something special for my table at DragonCon every year because I owe it to DragonCon, right? DragonCon is a special event. You don't just show up with the same old shit, right? Yeah, yeah. You should produce something special, right? That's why I was a little disappointed because I didn't have Tiki Zombie done, uh, the newest issue in time for DragonCon, and I was really disappointed. Now, I did still have... Some some pins, some uh, the ESO book, and a couple of other things. So super cheese number two. Like there was some new stuff on my table, but like personally, I was like, I really, oh, like I want, I want it to be special. I wanted to, I want to do something special with DragonCon. So, so, um, so I'm all about that. I mean, I, I legitimately try to schedule my my entire career work towards dragon con to like making something for that in for that event so dragon con is not just a weekend for me that i'm like oh this is really cool it's something i prepare for and gear for gear up for every year um heck i devoted a, a podcast to it you know the yeah, dragon yeah. con report we 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 go monthly starting in january leading up to it you know so i don't just do that for like i don't do that for any other show i wouldn't do that for any other show there may be shows that are bigger. there may be shows that have more press, but they're not shows that I love as much so uh but the one thing that I think really hit me this year was, okay, well, as far as stuff for the table, as far as preparation as far as uh, for panels and and all that uh podcasting and et cetera, um that's all well and good, Mike, but if you really want to uh you know do a service for Dragon Con, you need to get in better fucking shape because uh, because you owe it, you know, to Dragon Con to be not just slogging around. Uh, you owe it to Dragon Con to be in the best shape uh, that you can be, um, because th- this is not I mean, we talked about it at the top of the hour. It's a marathon and a sprint. Yeah. Right. And as I'm getting older, you know, like I said, it's not getting any easier. And uh, I don't think there was anything that I wasn't able to do this year because, uh, you know, of my, you know, oh, I'm, you know, too big or I'm just don't have the energy or whatever. Um, But I could see that it was affecting my, you know, getting around in a way and just overall, like, you know, the endurance, you know, you just want to be up for the whole thing. And that's not something you can just do. Yeah. on on a weekend. So um just like you I prepare for everything else like that needs to be a really serious thing. And if I need that as an incentive to, to get my health together, then by god then that's as good a reason as any.
0: Yeah, I well and that's before uh in in the month leading up to Dragon Con, I was getting out, I was walking 3 miles every day that I could. Uh, i was eating well and i'm i'm going to continue to do that uh at dragon con i didn't eat well believe me but uh, i was right, eating as that's... well as i could and i and i i prepared and i'll tell you right now if i had not done those things uh i would not have been able to handle the weekend as well as i did
1: yeah and it and it showed i mean you look great um you know our, our friend ryan cadaver looks amazing I, can we talk
0: about how great ryan looks
1: Oh, man uh, uh, Kevin Eldridge looks great he, I lost, saw him he dropped very briefly
0: but yeah you're right he's, he's um, Gary
1: really Mitchell looks yeah, Gary, great
0: Gary looks great
1: um I mean a lot of folks and I think that's the other that's what also maybe not only just me being like oh I really need to like work better at this but um just around, like all the guys around me. And usually when everybody jumps on a train I'm like, "Yeah, screw that. I don't yeah, me it.
0: too, me too." But uh, yeah,
1: uh, I'm not that guy, right? No. But in this case I was kind of like, "Man, that's a that's a club that I would like to be part of." So, yeah. um so that's that's one thing I think that uh, I will try to try to do um uh, and so that I so that it isn't an issue, you know, uh for for me and so that I can enjoy, you know, 25 more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well and I'll tell you and and I don't want to get all preachy but the days that I go and walk uh are better days they just are and and yes it takes time and when you're not doing it you're like oh, I don't want to spend all that time doing that but it even though it takes a chunk of time out of my day it makes the rest of the day better and and i i've I've got to remember that mindset and I've got to keep doing it it's just it's it it really does make a huge difference just in your day-to-day life
1: yeah so that's uh, i think that was one of my biggest takeaways
0: this year i like i like that my lesson i learned is stick to whiskey and your lesson is is i need to be healthier (laughs) uh but real quick there are two things that i wanted to mention one i got to see a band uh well man there's so much stuff we haven't gotten to but uh You know, you can only cover so much. Cybertronic Spree, uh, did you get to see them at all? I did not. I
1: heard amazing things about them, not only from you, but a number of people
0: were just... Some people who who weren't familiar with them were just blown away by them. They... uh, I, I want them to come back every single year because, as Joe Crow put it, they could have showed up in those costumes and been an okay band and been a great success at Dragon Con. But they showed up in those costumes and put on a show that was the equivalent of Van Halen in 1982. Uh, They had stage banter. They had high kicks. They had two vocalists. uh, They had R.C. and Hot Rod that both were just electric, so to speak. I, I mean, it was not just oh, cool, they're doing a geek thing. It was, they are rocking the, like, that show would have been great if they had not had the costumes. Now, I thought you had seen them at Momocon. No, no. uh -uh. Okay. This was their first time in Georgia. Oh, I thought, for some reason, I thought they had played Momocon. No, no, they did not. Uh, And they, they were in credible but the other the band i really want to put over because cybertronic spree like they're going to draw no matter where they go the band i really want to put over is one that i actually got to see perform in the marriott uh at their table was may haley's grave uh i got i don't know which song of theirs they played i bought both of their albums based on this live performance uh they were it was very much if you like the music from the haunted mansion uh the the like kind of jazzier version of grim grinning uh grim grinning ghosts yeah it was very much like that Uh, i have not listened to both of those albums yet but their live performance was just so much fun i just i was just walking by and they were playing and i was like what is this this is incredible and i stopped and watched them finish the song and it was so much fun uh, they were so good. I'm really excited about listening to the rest of their work. As a matter of fact, I sent Ryan Cadaver a message, and I was like, "Holy crap! There's a Haunted Mansion band playing right now." Uh, they <laughs> I, played... How
1: fast did he run over
0: there? Uh, well, they were on their way down uh, because uh, okay, they Ryan it. Ryan and Nicole did not stay on site this year, which I, gotcha. I think next year they'll they'll be on site for the whole weekend. But uh, they uh, they play, and that's. M-A-Y-H-A-Y-L-E-Y apostrophe S Grave. May Haley's Grave. I, I strongly recommend everybody look them up. They're on Facebook. Uh, but they played a show that night, but we had I, we were not able to get to it, which bummed me out when I realized the schedule didn't line up. But I, I hopefully they'll be back at some point. They were great. And then the other thing I wanted to put over is somehow, even though I've been staying in the Hilton for eight or nine years or whatever it is, I have never eaten at Southern Elements, which is the restaurant in the Hilton Lobby, and Oz and I there, and it's great. Yes, it is. And I, I have eaten there, yep. I probably shouldn't be sharing that, because the times I went by, it was never crowded. Uh, the service was not as fast as it could have been, but it's Dragon Con, what are you going to do? The price is very reasonable, and, and it's, it's not the food court, which is really a pretty strong recommendation.
1: Huh. Oh, the food court was a mess this year.
0: It was, and it was scary. Like, yes. the, the lighting was so weird and dark. Like, I just didn't like being in there. I think I think we ate, uh, we ate one meal in there, and that was it. Now, we did eat in the secret food court a couple of times. Uh, matter of fact, I ran into Director Faber in the secret food court. Ah, uh,
1: I know he likes the secret food court. Yeah,
0: it's. I mean, it's. It's funny because when you go to Disney World, you know how you go in the the one big restaurant, but it has <laughs> like seven different types, of, like the Italian food, the Chinese food, the, but it's all owned by the same thing. Like that's kind of what the secret food court is. But I mean, it was good. It was, the pricing was reasonable for you know versus anything else you might get. It was good food, and it was uh, we we. Went in, got the food, sat at a table. No problem. I liked it. I hope nobody else goes there. (laughs) Well, your secret's safe with me. Oh, good. Just between you and me and the the six people that listen to this show. Sure. Well, we didn't say where it is, did we? No, we didn't. We didn't. Although there were signs this year, which is kind of funny. (laughs) So... Did the sign say secret food court"? Uh, well, it's 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 got a it's got a a proper title, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not gonna lay it out here. You got to figure it yeah. out like I did. I'm I gonna you. I'm gonna be like my dad on this one and say you have to learn it for yourself. Uh, so uh, what? Anything else? I, I think you know. There, obviously, we could go on for like six more hours, but uh, we really
1: could. I mean, there, like I said, there's uh, so much that happens, but um, you know, uh, yeah, the. Yeah, I could go on and on, but uh, I think we hit the highlights at least for me, anyway. Yeah,
0: I I'm just so proud of what I accomplished and of all of the people that I worked with over the weekend. Uh, I, I couldn't possibly name you know everybody, but obviously everybody involved with the game show, uh, everybody that's a part of the Needless Things family that that were on panels for the horror track and for the classics track. Uh, I I just I feel like I I have my own little DragonCon family now, and that we're doing great things, and I I just couldn't be happier about it. And of course, thank you to uh, to Joe and Gary and Derek and Bo Brown, and uh, well, and and certainly you and Mike Faber for being a part of how I got to where I am. You know, within DragonCon.
1: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, I th- you know, it's all, I think we all do a really good job at, uh, helping each other. Uh, and that's what makes DragonCon, um, you know, DragonCon really, is that, uh, most of us are there. Yeah, there's some jerks, there's some jackholes, there's, you know, there's your, there's that contingent. But, I think, I find in DragonCon, they are fewer and far between. Uh, and, uh, there's just a lot of folks that just want to, uh, that enjoy, Um, enjoy themselves, but also allow others to enjoy themselves, which is something that doesn't happen at a usual, like almost anywhere else.
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. Everybody, more so at Dragon Con than anywhere else, people are there with the idea that they're going to have fun, but also that everybody else is going to have fun. Yes. Yeah. All right, Mike Gordon, well, thanks for taking time to sit down and do this uh, recap of DragonCon. I, I can go back to bed now? Yeah, you can go back to bed now. <laughs> I, can finish, I can finish this season of Ozark, which, holy fuck, dude, have you watched this show? I have not watched that show. Have you spotted the award-winning Bobby Nash?
1: Uh, not yet. I'm not on that episode yet. Okay,
0: gotcha, I, I didn't Nash. even look at his post because I was afraid it was going to spoil something.
1: <laughs> well, keep, a, keep an, uh, an eagle eye out for, for uh, Bobby Nash. He is uh, He does appear in one of those. But yes,
0: it is not a show that I have, uh, have gotten to yet. Well, i got to say, I wonder, knowing that, because I'll assume if Bobby Nash was in it, that they filmed some parts of it in Georgia, there is one scene from this season that I could swear looks like Book Nook uh off of highway 29 i mean i was sitting there watching it and i wasn't at the time i wasn't thinking about award-winning bobby nash and i was like holy shit this looks exactly like book nook but why would they film any of this in georgia but now Now that you've said that i i wonder if that's what it was well anyway mike gordon thank you so much uh before we go where can we find you online what are you up to
1: well, as always it's my pleasure sir and you can me online at newlegendmike.com for all things uh, that I'm in, that I'm involved with including the Earth Station podca- Earth Station 1 podcast that I do weekly which will resume next week cuz I am so tired we did not put one out this week <laughs> <laughs> and super cheese and super cheese yes uh from my nephew Aaron his uh two issues his second issue came out uh this year and we're super excited so if you are interested in getting copies feel free to message me and i'll hook you up mike gordon
0: are you at all concerned about super cheese surpassing tiki zombie on issue count i i should hope so someone's (laughs) got to put me through retirement i don't
1: have kids on my own you know so
0: (laughs) awesome thanks a lot man i appreciate it thank you sir I want to take a minute and thank every person that was part of my Dragon Con experience there are far too many names to name uh, but I will give a special shout out to our pals uh, Ryan and Nicole and Beth and of course Oz who who was my my constant all weekend you guys really helped me get through this thing your your fellowship your companionship your good humor your enthusiasm uh kept me afloat the whole time and i really appreciate that i I had the best time because i was hanging out with the best people uh everybody that was on a panel with me was absolutely fantastic Uh, uh certainly just a, an unbelievable experience all weekend. Talking about so many different things, uh, being part of so many different things, just really unforgettable. Uh, except, of course, that I'm already forgetting, you know, certain aspects and, and certain little moments. Which is why I'm glad I recorded all of those panels. Almost all of those panels. There's one I didn't record uh, that, that uh, for for off-air reasons. But uh, I have all of the panels that I felt uh, were okay for me to record or recorded, if that makes sense uh, to you. So you're going to be getting a lot of great, great content from the Needless Things podcast over the next couple of months. Uh, I'll get as many as I can out before September is done. A couple of them will fit very well into October. Well, you know what I say, a couple. Maybe only one, because a Halloween uh, As the only horror track panel, oh, oh, that I was on this year. But, uh, I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader VIX employee.
1: Love you. Mean it. Uh huh.